for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with uh, another amazing podcast today. We have a special guest coming all the way from Boise, Idaho. We have Carice. How's it going today? Great. How are you, Tom? Doing really well. Doing really well. It's I, I'm kind of on PTO time right now from my day job, so I've got like three days off, and I was like, originally I was supposed to be up in Chicago visiting family, and then covid and all that stuff started rearing its ugly little head again and i was like okay well i'm gonna stay home and yeah so now i've got like a three-day staycation whatever it is you want to call it so hell yeah nice figured get some podcasting in while we're here so um excited to sit down and chat with you um so for anybody that's just kind of getting to meet you for the first time kind of take a minute or two to introduce yourself who you are what you're about all that fun stuff Cool. Well, for anybody who doesn't know me, my name's Carice, uh, and I am originally based out of Boise, Idaho, as you must have heard Tom say. And I'm an independent artist. I do a little bit of like a rock reggae sort of vibe. If any of you are familiar with the artist Hyrie, she's definitely like one of my biggest inspirations as far as not just an artist, but as a woman in general. And I play seven instruments, and I uh, have recently gotten to... Um, learn how to produce and all that fun stuff. So I've been putting out a lot of music and it's been a really fun journey. So. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So you're based out of Boise now. Are you born and raised in Idaho or? That is right. Awesome, awesome. So I, I've been through Idaho once in my life. I, we were going to Montana and uh, we wanted, We I think we drove right through Boise I think it's that's kind of how we worked uh so but I've not had a chance to like experience the music scene there what's the scene like in Boise uh predominantly I would say um it's very prominent with a lot of like kind of country slash folk music there's also a lot of um rock slash alternative rock bands Mm -hmm. reggae is not super common here in the Boise area but I have noticed in the last couple of years the reggae community has kind of expanded here mm-hmm. and it's been really awesome uh, but seriously there's so many impeccable artists out here in idaho mckenna estab um fern the bassist so many incredible people i'm very lucky to be a part of the community awesome so how does one get introduced to reggae music out in boise idaho well, me personally, it was my sister and my brother-in-law who actually introduced me to it. I mean, I like listened to some of the more general artists, you know, like Bob Marley. He's mm-hmm. the number one reggae yeah. artist ever. But I didn't really get introduced in t- uh, to like other reggae artists, such as like Stick Figure, The Movement, Still Pulse. I didn't get introduced to them until like 2018. So I, I say your best shot at... Um, getting introduced to that specific genre here is just meeting other people who really appreciate it and listen Mm. to it. 
Awesome. Awesome. I, I grew up in Chicago, so reggae music wasn't quite a thing there. And then I moved out to New Mexico and one of my buddies that I, one of my friends that I made out there, he was really into reggae music. So he started introducing me to uh, like, I knew who Bob Marley was, but then he started diving deeper and he's like, no, there's more than just Bob Marley, you know, like he got his band, the Whalers, And then he started introducing me to like modest Yahoo and slightly stupid. And just some of these big uh, like names that aren't predominantly like well-known reggae bands, like outside of the reggae scene. And so he just started introducing me to all these names and stuff. And it, it's been an interesting ride ever since. For sure. That's awesome. Uh, so growing up in Boise, obviously your your friends kind of introduced you to uh, reggae music, but where, where does music kind of begin for you just in general terms? How, where do you kind of start? Do you start singing, playing guitar, piano? Where do you kind of start? Well, I have a very huge family. I have six brothers and sisters in total. And they are all very musically inclined. So before I was even out of the womb, I was surrounded by music of all different genres. And then when I was about, as, as soon as I could mutter words out of my mouth, I was singing as loud as I could. Not very great, but I just took a lot of inspiration from Disney princesses. I just wanted to like have that whimsical kind of voice. And then when I was five years old, I had always kind of like dilly dallied on the piano, but I was like, I want to know how to learn. I want to learn how to do this shit essentially. <laughs> so um, I had tried taking piano lessons and then quickly realized I didn't really compute, you know, actual reading of music. It just all looked like a bunch of black dots with tails on them. So one day I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I sat down and I was listening to a song and I found the starting note and I thought, okay, I found that one. And then it just was this gradual build up many, many, many hours practicing. And eventually it got to the point where now I have taught myself how to play piano by ear, how to play ukulele by ear, bass, all that stuff. It's just all kind of, um, it's all just kind of come to be by just listening to other musics and predominantly how they work. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. And so growing up in Boise, you were introduced to uh, reggae music through family and friends, family, friends, stuff of that nature. Um, and then you kind of were self-taught yourself to various different instruments through. Uh, what was that kind of process like teaching yourself how to play music? Uh, it was a very long and frustrating process, but <laughs> I just, um, I started off with just getting down basic chords. And then over time, I just really exercised and kept challenging myself. Like I kept specifically picking different songs that I knew I wanted to learn really bad. And progressively, they became more and more of a challenge. And just applying myself and having that stubbornness that I have, it was like, I'm doing this one way or another. I don't care if it kills me. I need to learn how to do this. And yeah, it's, I would say that it's paid off. <laughs> awesome. 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 And then, um, so kind of transitioning, what was that light switch for you to jump, jump full in? Like you want to make reggae music. This is what you want to do. What was that, uh, kind of transition for you? 
Well, I, I remember very specifically um, after I graduated high school, I was caught in a period for like three years where I was just horribly depressed. I felt like I had no purpose. I kept trying to rack my brain and figure out what was a practical career path to take. And then on my 21st birthday, I was sitting, smoking a bowl, and I just said to myself, okay, I got one of two options. One, I can either off myself and be done with it, or two, I'm going to do what I want to do in life. I'm going to pursue my dream. And yeah, it may fail, but you know what? At least I said I can try. And just, you know, I, I was like, okay, just for 10 years, just devote yourself to this. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I can safely say that just waking up every single day and choosing to do music, choosing to do the thing that I love, no matter how impractical it may be to other people, it has filled my life with so much joy and so much purpose. And it's helped me get out of that place of just um, existential crisis, essentially. <laughs> I must say, I'm glad you didn't off yourself at using your words, you know, I've, uh, depression and suicide that's something that's very near and dear to my heart because i've lost a lot of friends to that and so just to hear that you've kind of were at that teetering point and you were able to you know kind of rework your uh, frame of mind and gain a new perspective and be like no i'm gonna go this way there's more to live for let's do this. I, I really appreciate that and respect that. Cause you know, I think there's a lot of people that have kind of been in that frame of mind where it's like, well, I don't really have anything to live for, you know? So I, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm, I'm sorry that you've lost people to such a, a hard thing in life. Mm. It really is so rough to yeah. deal with that. It is. It really is. Um, so you, you, you made that decision. You kind of transitioned into music. Where do you go from there? Like you decide you're going to devote the next 10 years to music. Are you writing, playing? Where, where do you kind of, fo where do you focus first? Well, my first step, I was just like, I just need to put myself out there because mm -hmm. I feel like I've put in the time to kind of exercise my craft. And of course, you know, I'll continue to exercise it. But I was like, now is my time to really show people what I can do. And especially after turning 21, that opened mm -hmm. the doors for a lot more venues that mm -hmm. otherwise in the past would have said, you know, sorry, you're under the age of 21. Yeah. You, you can't perform here, yeah. which it understandable, but I just was like, I just went out one day and I remember I went to like 10 different local venues that I could think of. And I was just like, I don't know if you're looking, but my name is Carice. This is what I do. Here's my Instagram. If you want to check out kind of what I do. And then once I started booking gigs, I was like, okay, well, the next step now is I need to start writing more original content. So I started writing a lot more songs that just came straight from the heart mm -hmm. and I just really dug deep into what I was feeling and in a lot of ways songwriting sort of became my diary of life mm -hmm. if you will yeah. <laughs> and um I think it's just been a steady progression from there once I was writing songs then I was like well now I now I need to learn how to produce mm -hmm. so I've just been teaching myself that and another three or four after that and then I just do the steps awesome so did you know 
off the rip that you were going to go straight into reggae or was it kind of a you started writing music that was for you and then it just kind of morphed into a more reggae sound um well before i turned 21 i had gone to a reggae festival in mexico with Mm -hmm. my sister and my brother-in-law and that's when I felt the most inspired that I had felt in a long time. And I was like, I really just love the message of this genre overall, how, you know, they keep it real in the sense that like, yeah, life is difficult and it's, it's a fucking headache sometimes, yeah. but just living to love and to adore every single moment along the way, no matter how dark it may be. I just loved that. And I felt very, I felt very um pulled to that genre in that mm. sense, just the message. So that's kind of what I wanted to put out as well. For sure. Before we go any further, though, I do want to say I appreciate the Christmas tree. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, and then you started moving and I was like, oh, is she trying to hide the fact that there's a Christmas tree right there? It's because... always Christmas. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, yes, that is amazing. I love it so much. So. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Oh, so, you know, you, you, you kind of, start working out your music do uh working on your music what was the initial outlook for it were you looking to go more solo did you know you wanted to build a band around it or what was kind of like in that refrain of what you wanted the band to look like what were you thinking eventually i I do want to have a band i um i just have been struggling to find you know a, a drummer and a bassist and I myself am also in another band, Sunsmith. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of splitting my time between being a part of one band and you know devoting my time to my solo career. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping eventually one day to move out to San Diego because I feel like once I get out there, it'll it'll be a lot better um, or, or a lot bigger of a pond mm-hmm. to fish from if you kind of catch my drift. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's San Diego's really cool because it's not LA. You don't have to worry about the LA mode. San Diego, you get to be kind of in California. And San Diego is just like this really cool spot. It's been a little bit since I've been there, but I've often thought if I ever had the opportunity to like spread roots in San Diego, that would be a really cool opportunity. Definitely. You're absolutely right. So um, so kind of looking at where you're at now you just released a new single uh two weeks ago or a little less than two weeks ago my my brain is a little off on the math there Uh, it's like 10 days maybe so you're you're pretty right uh so it's called this is life uh what's the story behind this song first off well i wrote this is life um after i had gone through a breakup and (laughs) I just found myself constantly saying in my mind, like a lot of stuff was hitting the fan. Like I was having car trouble simultaneously and I was trying to find a place to live. And I just kept like every single time I found myself alone in my car, I would just be like, oh my God, why does it all have to be at once? And then I would just kind of diffuse the thoughts by being like, well, that's just life. You can't control what life is going to do. And then from there, it just was this, it was this epiphany. And I was like, I feel like, I feel like I should write a song about how, you know, life goes at its own pace Mm -hmm. and all you can really do is control how you're going to react to it. So that was kind of the big message I wanted to send through this song. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things where 
I think a lot of people can resonate with the song because it was the first song of yours that I heard when after we first started talking to set up this podcast and whatnot. And so I started listening to it and I was like, there, there's some real authentic auth- authenticity. That's the word I'm trying to get out of my big fat Midwestern mouth. Authenticity. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it just really spoke to me. And then just listening to that and then burn it slow and then like iron, you know, just kind of diving deeper into your music. Just, it all started with this is life. And there was like this real authentic connection that I don't think I would have necessarily had unless, unless I heard that song first, you know? And so I heard that song and then I started digging deeper and I was like, wow, that th- there's a lot going on here and it's amazing. So. Thank you so, so much. So with this is life it's out um what's kind of the thought process moving forward is it i noticed that it's got like the same cover art is it all working towards another pro a bigger project or where are you kind of going with this so i'm, I'm essentially putting out an album but just one song at a time mm-hmm. so um yeah i i just figured i keep the cover art the same on each every, each and every single single mm-hmm. and then um eventually culminating that into being the first official Carice album. And then once, once that album is complete, I want to definitely work towards putting out an album as a whole together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one that comes out, that is. So yeah, for sure. I will, I will say that's like the, one of the smart things that Spotify has done in recent times where you can do like that le- step ladder release format where you release a song, you can kind of stay within the Spotify algorithm, but you could still appease that creative artist inside of you where I want to release a full album. You know, you can kind of appease both sides. For sure. Yeah. Um, so kind of looking at this project, how do you, so burn it or Burn It Up Slow was the first song for this release. And then it was This Is Life. How are you kind of deciding what songs get released when? Or is it just kind of like, oh, hey, this song's ready to go. Let's put it out. The latter option, I would say. I I mean, I've got a lot of like songs that I'm currently working on in FL Studio. And it's just kind of like, I, I find like, I kind of get fixated on one particular song. I mean, I work on little pieces of each song but the one that I end up fixating on I'm like okay this is the next one that's going out because it's the one that's really just sparking my creativity because mm-hmm. I'll be completely honest it, it's hard to motivate myself to work on a song that I'm not really feeling mm-hmm. so that's kind of how I base it off of it's it's a little selfish but yeah. hey it, it you have to be passionate about it as well if you're fixating on it it means there's something there that you're seeing and you know it, it it makes all the sense in the world um what's a song that you're currently fixating on that you're just really trying to work on and get done um so there's actually two and actually uh, my next song is coming out in just two days and it is written by a good or it is written about a good friend of mine his name is Derek Waldman aka the man of the forest and so that's going to be coming out on August 30th and then the uh, next song that after that that I've really been working on it's a song I call Brave Face and it's basically a, a song that talks about how it's more than okay to acknowledge that your mental health can kill you sometimes and it, it really does it does affect you 
But in those times when you feel like giving up, that's when you just kind of got to put on the brave face for yourself, not for anybody else, but for yourself to show yourself, you know, I still have control over myself and mm -hmm. how I want to feel. I choose my own path. Mm -hmm. So those are the two that I've been definitely fixating on the most. Awesome. Awesome. So is it, are you looking at like every two weeks releasing a single? Is that kind of where you're at right now? That's the goal. I, yeah. for the remainder of 2023, I want to try to make it a point to put out at least two new songs every single month. Mm -hmm. And that way I figure by the end of the year, that'll be at least a full album's worth of songs. And yeah. That'll so. be a nice big album. Like that'll be really cool. It's, you know, cause I, I remember back in the day where you'd go get a full album and it'd be like 20 songs on it. And it was like a full album. And nowadays I look at like albums and there's maybe 12 if you're lucky. And it's just yeah. like, man, I want to go back in the day where they used to put like 20 songs. Now to be fair, there was probably like two or three skits on there where it was like, you know, 60 seconds long or whatever but still it, it was so but even then regardless of the length of the song they were still enjoyable and like you said you kind of felt a little more um i guess excited if you will mm -hmm. to see how many songs there were on there yeah for sure for sure um so i did want to talk about this because you're getting ready to uh leave for tour here in the, like a couple of weeks yes sir How's uh? How are you preparing for that? Just working my tail off on getting new merchandise ordered, making sure to practice my content every single day, just getting to the point where it's so second nature that I won't really have to, you know, think too hard when I'm up on stage. I can just lose myself in the music. I just want to get to the point where I can kind of move like Joe Cocker. He just just loses himself and starts seizuring on stage. That's that's kind of where I'm headed towards as an artist and what I'd like to put out there while I'm on tour. Nice. I'm going to say you're going to enjoy it. Have you ever been to Albuquerque? I saw Albuquerque was on your... I have never been, but I am super stoked to go. Albuquerque's... Are, I, so I lived in New Mexico for about four years, and I'd go up to Albuquerque every once in a while. And Albuquerque's a really cool place. You just got to... Don't don't get caught on a bad part of town. I'm just going to say that. Like, it, it's a little... I mean, I guess it's no different than any other major city, but, you know. No, for uh, sure. Yeah. Just be mindful. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, so... It's actually, you're going on a pretty extensive tour. What do you have, like 20 dates here? I'm just kind of looking at the schedule that you have on your Instagram. It, you're, yeah. So I'm I'm actually not going on the full tour. Okay. I'm just supporting, like, uh, I think five total shows. Gotcha. Two in Colorado, two in Utah, and then one in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm basically just being the opener for those five shows. But I'm really excited okay. because this is, you know, my first time doing this. And, you know, it's especially relieving to know that the gentlemen that I'm going on tour with, I know them already as friends. They're so trustworthy, so amazing, so talented. And that definitely puts a lot of ease in my heart. Because, yeah. you know, it's just nice to know that the people you'll be on the road with are, you know, genuinely yeah. good and they have the best intentions. Yeah, for sure. Okay, now it's all starting to make sense because I'm seeing all these like little icons like the star and the pound sign. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is all this? And that now it all starts to make sense. So 
Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so you're, you're getting ready to go out on this tour. You're releasing music. What What's running through your mind right now as like a, you're in a whirlwind of essentially promotion right now? What's kind of running through your mind? Oh, um, I feel caught between two very conflicting mindsets. There's a, there's the part of me that's very human and is just like, don't screw this up. You know, you're, you're very fortunate to have this opportunity, you know, work your tail off and really, you know, prove more than anything to yourself that this is really what you are trying to do in life. And then the other half of me is just like, I am so fucking ready for this. Forget my language, but no, you're good. I'm just, you know, this is, you know, what we've been dreaming of since we were a little girl in diapers and, mm -hmm. you know, just learn to love every single step of the journey, you know, no matter what happens, if you get, if you get a flat tire on the road, or if you find out some of your equipment's been stolen, just roll with it. Just mm -hmm. learn to love every single minute of it, because it's such a blessing to be able to do music and, that's kind of where my head is at. Yeah. And enjoy the little, I will say, enjoy the little stops. Like just anytime you stop in a small town at a gas station to go just take 10 minutes of not having to like drive on the road or whatever, just enjoy those little stops. Enjoy the little towns of um, meeting the locals. If you're stopping to go to the bathroom, you know, like whatever it is, just enjoy those because the most on you or the most like unexpected stop could be like the most transformative moment for you where it all just kind of makes sense. Definitely. So, um, so preparing for this, preparing for, uh, releasing music, it's all crazy. What's keeping you motivated right now? What keeps you going? <sighs> Man. Um, Sorry, I need a minute to really think on that one. You're good. You're I good. this is going to sound very cliche, but um one of my biggest motivators is just kind of thinking back on the times when I was my worst enemy and you know, I just I say to myself every single day, you know, you've beaten that side of you so many times, whatever you do, you don't ever stop fighting against that part of you, fighting against those thoughts that tell you, you know, oh, you should be real with yourself. This is never going to work out for you. You're just a girl from Idaho. Like, what do you have that's so special? Just kind of that, that negative side of me is a huge motivating factor. And then of course, you know, the people who have supported me from day one and my family and like my nieces and nephews, I've had my nieces tell me straight up, they're like, I want to be like you, Aunt Carrie, because you're just going for it. You know, you're, you're, you're a professional artist. And I'm like, you know, it's, it just means the world to hear that. And it, it motivates me every single day when I hear their little voices inside my head. And I think back on what they've said. And that's a huge driving force for me as an artist. That's amazing. Just to know that you have that support system back home that's just kind of like even though they may not always understand everything that you're doing or you know they have blind pat you know like however you want to describe it just knowing that no matter what you do you have that force at home that's going to keep you grounded but keep you motivated and just kind of keep you going is absolutely amazing um so oh uh, 
taking that all that into consideration and just kind of uh moving forward with your music what's the plan for the rest of the year obviously you got the full album that you're working on but are how often are you playing shows after this tour like what's kind of the plan for the rest of the year um the next step in the plan after touring i'm going to start seriously thinking about moving to san diego and maybe reaching out to artists that i already know who live down there and seeing kind of you know, who they would recommend uh, so I can start kind of piecing together a band. And then, um, yeah, I would say, yeah, my next step is I just, I really want to start forming a band and I want to kind of establish, you know, my new life, the next chapter in a new town, which is very terrifying because I've only ever lived in one place my whole life. But the way I see it, Idaho is always going to be here. I know what it's all about and mm -hmm. it, there's nothing left to lose. Yeah. Just go for it. After we wrap up the podcast here, I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine. She she's also in reggae. I think she lives more near L.A., but yeah, we'll get you in contact with her. So awesome. I can't yeah. wait to meet her. Um, So I, I do want to talk a little bit more about the Boise music scene, because it feels like Boise and Idaho in general just have so much going on with the music scene. Is there something yes. in the water there that's just generating so much music or what's going on in Boise that there's, there's so many talented bands and musicians coming out? Well, I think the running joke in the town is, you know, when, when wintertime comes around here and it's just three solid months of us kind of, for the most part, being trapped indoors, I find that that is the time when a lot of creative thoughts really breed because like I said, you're kind of stuck inside. The weather outside is very frightful. <laughs> so, you know, I think that that's a, a, big, a big reason why um, a lot of people are in touch with their creativity here. And, um, you know, I got to say, we, we have a lot of great venues. As, as small as Boise is in comparison to a lot of major cities, we have a handful of incredible venues and we, we actually recently opened up a venue. I think it's the, the tree fort hall, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly, but having opened that up, it's, it's definitely, I feel like it's, it's motivated a lot of, you know, of the, of the younger artists who mm -hmm. are kind of just barely starting to put themselves out there and starting to get in touch with their own creative flow. And it, it really is, this, the music community here is very, very supportive. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever met a single artist here that's given off that kind of cutthroat vibe that you would expect mm -hmm. in certain genres. You know, music in general, it is a cutthroat industry, whether you want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. But it's a very, um, it's a very uh, tight knit and very, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? just uh, essentially su supportive yes okay yes because <laughs> th that's the one thing that i noticed about boise so back about six years ago i was actually looking to move to boise and um i started interacting with some of the local musicians there, just like in general like hey what's the scene like you know stuff of that nature and the one conclusion that i kind of came to was Boise is a city that's big enough that if you don't want to leave, 
or if you don't want to leave to pursue music, you don't have to because Boise's got enough support there to like you could have a very successful career. It's very Texas in that way where you don't necessarily have to leave Texas to have a good music career. But if you want to leave, you know, you obviously you can. And so it, it's just kind of cultivating this really cool scene where it's like, yes, I'm sure you have people that leave for various different reasons, but there there's just so much support there that even if they do come back, it's like they never left. A thousand percent. You know, on the head. Yeah. So it's, um, it's very cool because you have, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You, you were starting to break up a little bit, so I was going to jump in there, but um, no. So continue what you're saying. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. I was just going to say, um, growing up in Idaho, even though we do have kind of a, a predominant gravitation towards you know folk music or alternative rock slash rock music, there's so many different genres that people are pursuing. You know, I've met a lot of local rappers. I've met a lot of you know, obviously reggae artists. And um, I've even met uh, some people who dabble in K-pop or like EDM music. Like it's it's a huge um, pool of different genres and everybody is so supportive of each other. Even if, you know, the art, I've had artists say straight up to me, they're just like, you know, I'm not really into reggae, but I support you, you know, I go for it, keep it up. And I'm just like, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> nice. That's really cool. I know. I love communities like that, that are just supportive like that. So um taking a look outside of music when it's time for you to just decompress and not worry about anything what are some of your hobbies what do you do outside of music to kind of decompress and escape well um outside of music wow uh during the nice winter months i am always doing everything i can to be right by water. I was a swim teacher for about 10 years of my life. So nowadays, um, anytime I need a, you know, the chance to just kind of ground myself and get back to the roots, I just go to the river and I lay there in the water and it's super relaxing. It feels like you're being baptized every single time. And I also very much like to hike. I like to take my shoes off and go walking around, even if I end up with cuts and bruises all over my feet. <laughs> I'm a hobbit in that sense, I guess. <laughs> and um, I love to watch movies and shows. Um, I have definitely rewatched the SpongeBob series way too many times, but I just, I don't know. I guess like going back to that specific show kind of helps me get in touch with my inner child. And I find like, any activities that help me to get in touch with her really kind of reset me and bring me back to what ultimately matters in life, which is, you know, love and happiness and peace. Yeah. hundred percent agreed. And that's been the scary thing about having all these new uh, streaming platforms is I can watch all the Nicktoons that I watched as a kid, all the Disney shows. And it's like, okay, that that's a little scary, but it kind of, kind of taking that opportunity to sit down and, like, oh, I want to watch Boy Meets World for the next three hours. I can do that, you know, and it yeah. resets me. So it's really cool. Definitely. Uh, so uh, before we kind of start wrapping this up, um, 
if people want to listen to your music, want to catch you on tour, want to catch you in San Diego, just interact with you in general, uh, where's the best place to find you? Uh, so as far as if you want to stream my music, it should be available on pretty much every music platform, Amazon Music, Apple Music, YouTube, Spotify, pretty much everything besides Pandora, unfortunately. But yeah, if you just look up my name, C-A-R-I-I-E-S, Carice, you can find me on pretty much any streaming platform. And as far as uh, like tickets for tour and all the different shows I'll be doing, you can just look up my name on either Bands in Town or Soundkick, or is it Songkick or Soundkick? One of the two, but you should be able to find my tour dates and ticket links. So if you're interested, you can find me on Bands in Towns or Songkick. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation with you. Uh, had an absolute blast with you. Um, for anybody that wants to check out your music, I've got your Spotify link in the description or in the comment thread if, if you're, you're watching watch. live here. Uh, but once again, Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. I really appreciate y'all. And we will see you all next time. Thank you so much, Tom. This has been an absolute pleasure. And you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right.